Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 48 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. We're back. Happy New Year to all the listeners. I don't care that it's late in Jan. I'm still saying Happy New Year. And we're here to break down the end of season uh, for 2020 fantasy season. We've got an awards show, uh, so plenty of awards to hand out. And with me to break it all down, first of all, we have Paul. Giddy up. We have Mo. Hey, 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 hey. And we have Chiggs. Evening, chaps. So um, a lot's happened since the last time we were recorded. We have some fantasy champions in the midst. So, um, And unfortunately, a uh, double runner-up in Chiggs. So, um, yeah, I... I'll start with myself because Mo's achievement is far superior. So I did win the inaugural IDP Shiva Bowl. Very proud of that and uh, quite happy with the team I've amassed. But Mo, congratulations. You won Titans by committee with a perfect season. First time I've ever seen that. So um, hats back off to, to you. Champ- back-to-back champion as well. Yes. So he repeats. That's right. Back-to-back champ. Perfect season. Um, it's going to take some stopping and hey, Paul... I, 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 I try to make it easy on you guys I, I i traded away dalvin cook for nothing so <laughs> and paul um i hear you won in a madden game uh but you were <laughs> both controllers so congratulations well, I, and commiserations I, I actually won 14 straight championships it's just no one else was in them <laughs> i think i could lose to myself actually <laughs> yeah, no, top effort, Chiggs, getting to two finals. That's pretty rough. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It, was, it was funny because obviously in IDP, I, you know, I shouldn't have been there, and I think you were the clear favourite, and you know, thoroughly deserved the victory. You know, I think all season you were the dominant, dominant player. Um, it, obviously by points scored as well in TBC. I thought you know it's going to be, it's going to be tight. Uh, myself, Mo, yourself, Amir. Uh, there's a couple of others. I think Ben uh, had a really good team as well. Chris had a bit of a dark horse team. But, you know, Mo, Mo pulled out the business in the championship game and my guys didn't turn up. Kyle Amari uh, disappointed and uh, Corey Davis. And, you know, it was just, yeah, always next year. But, yeah, congratulations, lads. Well played. Thank you. Um, Mo, you don't need to bring the trophy here. Just get it engraved at your end. And yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's, I think that's the only reason I try harder in TEBC. I don't have to keep bringing the trophy back and forth or across the pond. That's fine. More space to bring as Terramana bottles or something, <laughs> or Blantons or something. That tequila is really good, by the way. Yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? yeah. That gold tequila is normally I I drink tequila as a kind of a, I want to get drunk. It's actually nice to drink that tequila. Can actually sip it. It's it's very very nice tasting. Just in yeah. case they're looking to sponsor a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Terramana. By the Rock. Right. So we'll start with quarterbacks. Then we'll start with the fantasy QB of the year. Now, there's obviously a lot of considerations as we're doing these awards. You might want to consider the round they were drafted in, the amount of points, how clutch they were during the fantasy championship. So it is very subjective. Um, but we'll start with QB of the year and the nominations I think are going to be hard to argue with. Chances are if you had any of these guys, you probably got quite far. And I'd imagine a lot of the guys who won championships had at least one of these um, guys as their quarterback. So first of all, Aaron Rodgers, 
We've got Josh Allen. We have Patrick Mahomes. We have Deshaun Watson. We have Kyler Murray. And we have Justin Herbert. So I will start with Mo. Who's your pick and why? I'm going to go with the Rodgers. Um, I think more or less, if anything, because of his of his. Um, well, first of all, I think overall and fantasy wise production, I think he's number one QB. And I think what's what's what makes him what appeals what why he appeals to me more furthermore is because um, of his of his draft uh, position. I mean, in redraft leagues, he was going, you know, what QB 10, 11. Um, and I, I think you just you just received great value from him. And uh, I mean, I was shocked with the production he had, especially after the fact that uh, the um, the Packers never upgraded the wide receiving core. So, um, yep. Kudos to Rogers. Sure, Jigs. Yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers for sure. Um, you know, if you look at his consistency over the season as well, so not, not only did he finish at number one, but other than the game against Tampa Bay, where you know they just got blown out, I don't think he scored below twenty points in any game. Other than that, you know, and he was scoring over thirty points. You know, I basically rode him to the championship, uh, championship game, um, and you know, and, and even in the playoffs, he was he was still money. Um, fantastic! You know, the guy's a magician. Um, best quarterback in the league. You know, over the last however many years. Um, so yeah, you know, looking forward to seeing him um, against Brady in the uh, NFC Championship game. Paul, who's your who's your vote? It's hard. To, it's hard to disagree with that, to be honest. But um, I'd, I'd throw out Allen just because I had him in several leagues. I had him in two QB leagues. I had him and Watson in two QB league. Still didn't make the playoffs. Don't really understand how. <laughs> Not entirely sure what went on um, fundamentally throughout the entire season, but I'm just going to throw him out there as a, as a, just to make it, make myself feel better. Yeah. yeah. I, I've got a lot of love for Josh Allen. I think he came up clutch for a lot of players, but for me, it's Aaron oh. Rodgers um, as well. Sorry, Paul, gone. Sorry. I, I think he did. Um, just the, uh, you know, uh, he, he just felt reliable all the time. Um, Rogers, in hindsight, well, you know, it's it, saying hindsight, a few games into the season, you could see he's going to be really good. But um, Josh Allen was sort of seemed, you see, I seemed very, everyone seemed very comfortable with him all the way through. Uh, you know, at no point were you sort of concerned, really. He, he, he was fantastic, right? I mean, also, if you look at his, his you know, the, in the playoff games, you know, he scored basically 41 points in weeks 15 and 16. So if you had him in your lineup, you're very likely to have won a championship. I had him on my bench, bench at that point because I wasn't <laughs> playing. Um, and I think he's probably the, the the guy who's risen most in terms of dynasty value. Um, you know, if you're doing a startup now, obviously Patrick Mahomes goes number number one, whereas probably Lamar was going number two last year. You know, I think Josh Allen's probably put himself in that spot. You know, even ahead of Kyler Murray for me. Uh, I think Josh Allen too. Um, for me, and I'd probably say Deshaun Watson three because he was phenomenal given the lack of talent around. Um, so you know, you know, shout out to Watson, but no QB of the year goes to Aaron Rodgers. He gets my vote. You know, helped me win a championship, so I have to show love for that. But he was just so clutch throughout the year, except for that one game uh, against Tampa. Um, so QB of the year, Aaron Rodgers. Um, next award is the QB bust of the year. Um, a few candidates here. Um, so we start with Drew Brees. We have Cam Newton, Jared Goff, 
Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, Gardner Minshew, and Lamar Jackson. I'll start with you this time, Paul. Who would you say was the QB bust of the year? Uh, it's, I mean, Lamar, I think, out of that group, just because I don't think the others had I had that high hopes for. You know, Cam was a long shot. Drew, you hoped would be okay and was disappointing, but mainly through injury. I don't think you kind of can compare the expectations for, of Lamar, Jimmy G, Minshew um, with Lamar. And, you know, he, he so didn't, he, he, you know, he, did, he, was, he was still good, but I don't think he, um, he met his expectations. He was still a QB1. And that, I mean, I, I had Lamar and he was good in the playoffs. So I will just so say that he was good. You'd expect more from him given where you had to take him to draft oh, him. Where did you yeah. draft him to get him QB1? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I took him fourth overall, you know, in yeah. the start. So I expected more. And uh, just think, but... you could have had Michael Thomas like I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's coming up. Uh, I'm just going to uh, opine here. I'm going to, because I saw this guy go early ish in redraft and keeper leagues. And I'm going to say Cam Newton. Um, I think he threw for like five touchdowns the whole season. I just thought. You know, I mean, I traded him away. Turns out I got Kenyon Drake and didn't really work out great either. But Cam Newton, I just thought, was horrifically bad. He got you rushing touchdowns, so that kind of saved it, but just through the air. So Cam gets my vote. There was a stat with him at one point where there was a wide receiver who'd thrown more touchdowns than Cam had at, uh, you know, um, Gillette Stadium, something like that. It was, it was really dire. Good yeah, I think it was Jacoby Myers or something. Who no, it was. Uh, Mo, who's your vote for QB bust? Um, draft position-wise, I would have gone Lamar, but um, I think overall, if we're looking at Dynasty, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, granted, not many people drafted him early on, but I think everyone expected him as dynasty, as a dynasty, you know, QB, as, as you know, a solid foundation for, for the dynasty team. And I think he miserably failed on that end. Um, I didn't really have much hope for Cam. A redraft league, uh, uh, I would I would say Lamar, though. Redraft league, I would go with Lamar. But, um, you know, the other ones, I think Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or Minshew, I don't think, you know, people had that high hopes. But Wentz, being a young QB, you know, coming back, you know, hopefully injury-free. And, I mean, he essentially got benched. Now, I know a lot of that had to do with, you know, I guess his relationship with the coach. Um, but yeah, I think he was one of my, in dynasty purposes, my biggest disappointment, I would say redraft is probably Lamar. Okay. And Chiggs? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think Cam was, was that much of a bust, you know, because again, I had very low expectations. I think I drafted him in the 15th round or something in, in a redraft, you know, as a backup QB, um, Jimmy G Minshew, same thing as, as Mo just pointed out. So again, I think if it's on draft position, it's Lamar. You know, he still finished a QB1, as he said, but given he's getting taken in the third round, basically around with Patrick Mahomes, and, you you know, the level of production wasn't at that level. Um, but, yeah, Carson Wentz, I think. The fact that, you know, he got benched um, at the end of the season, so he's not even in your team. Um, you know, he's still being taken pretty high in dynasty sort of startups, given yeah. his age. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about him getting some, obviously, you know, he had no receiving weapons last year. So, obviously, got Jalen Rager and Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz and, you know, a few other guys kind of there. But, yeah, he, he was he, he was really poor. And uh, and Drew Brees is the other one, I think, you know. Um, the injury probably more so, but, you know, he put up 
six, if you had him in your starting him against Minnesota in week 16, he put up six points as your quarterback. It's mm. probably cost you a championship there as well, right? Yeah. Okay. So the um, unwanted award goes to Carson Wentz then on that basis, QB bust of the year. And uh, I, I agree. I think Carson Wentz for many would have been their QB one thinking young quarterback many, many years ahead. So he's not only you let you down. Do you think he he's, he's going to get traded, or he's he's you know he'll still be the starter? Oh, then? Yeah, that that job's not very desirable at the moment. It seems um, you know they're not getting as much interest. Um, so I think a lot of it comes down to what the new coach wants, and I guess the new coach is going to come down to what the GM wants. So um, you know Roseman's probably going to make that decision. All signs point to them wanting to keep him. But, yeah. you know, it's a hefty contract for a backup. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's Roseman's guy, right? He's the one who drafted him. And... Mm. So it's going to be tough. But I, I think, yeah, Wentz is actually a dynasty killer for many people because not only did he let you down, you've now lost possibly your QB1 for many people. So um, I would agree with that for dynasty. Uh, okay, next positional group then is the running back. Uh, so we start with the running back of the uh, award. Um, some absolutely stellar performers here. Um, so we'll go through the list. Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Aaron Jones, and David Montgomery. So I will start with you, Chiggs. <laughs> Don't do it, Chiggs. Don't uh, do it. As much as I want to say my guy. <laughs> and and he, by the way, he, you know, he was amazing. Um, um, yeah. Totally. You, know, like you look at that, that sort of that stretch from say week twelve, um, you know, twenty five minimum a minimum of twenty five points a game against Jacksonville twenty three. But um, from where you're drafting him, I think he's definitely a league winner. But it's hard to really go away from Alvin Kamara purely for that that performance in week sixteen. Right, six touchdowns. If you had him in your lineup, you know, he's probably carried you early part of the season to enough wins to. Uh, to the playoffs and then to put up that he's probably won a lot of people their leagues i think that's the key because there was that period where Taysom was quarterbacking where he sort of vultured all the touchdowns from kamara but as you say he probably got you enough wins to get you to the playoffs and that's where he really came up money um in the final paul who would you vote for rb of the year i think it's hard it's hard not to say kamara but i, I think henry was so impressive when you saw him yeah. play you know, I, I struggled not to pick him. And he was going really late as well, or relatively late compared for what you got. So, um, you know, overall, I'd probably say Kamara. But I think draft value, well, actually, there's a couple of others that are pretty good draft value. But I think Henry's gets an honourable mention at least. Yeah, for sure. I agree. You'd be RB1, didn't he, in our league? I think uh, yes, in, in most leagues, he was RB1. Uh, yeah. Well, it depends. I think PPR leagues was Kamara. One thing about Derrick Henry, and I know this full well, he really let you down when it counted, which was week 16 against Green Bay. You know, I mean, he's still got eight or nine points, but where you're used to seeing 25 plus. Um, so, you know, Derrick Henry was phenomenal, but I think if you made it to your championship finals, as you saw, I why, why week 16? What's week 16? Oh, the uh, championship. Final. You, you'll find out one day, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When you co-manage with one of us, you'll find out. He's like, oh, he plays in week 17. He's like, yeah, no one plays in week 
MVP, bro. <laughs> and of course, he had a stinker in the playoffs as well uh, against Baltimore. Um, not that that counts for fantasy, but um, that was quite concerning. Uh, Mo, who do you say is your RB of the year? Oh, value-wise, I would go Robinson, but I, I think, like you said, it's hard pressed not to give it to Kamara. Um, if he, if if you, if you, if he, if you got to the final, you've pretty, you pretty much guaranteed a, yeah, a victory right there. Yeah. Um, and like, and I think at the end, RB one, RB two. So uh, I would go Kamara. Just you know, I had Kamara and Allen in one of our leagues that you three all watched. <laughs> <the closet. laughs> I, I will tell you one thing though. I don't like Kamara next year though, if Breeze is not coming back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it depends if Taysom Hill's on the center or someone else. I mean, the Saints have got the most horrific cap situation <laughs> I think I've ever seen. I think they're projected to be 97 million over the cap as it stands. So definitely oh, wow. um, managing their budget. Well, ex- <laughs> exactly. Uh, just to round it off, I'm going to give it to Kamara as well. I thought in terms of most reliable across the season, I would probably have said Cook or Henry. Um, but Kamara came up clutch when it mattered. So um, Alvin Kamara, honourable mention to everyone on the list. They Chances are if you had these guys, a lot of people would have um, got far, or I think a lot of the winning managers would have had at least one of these guys. Um, You're going to have to stop saying that because I've got one of all of these people. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we didn't, sorry, we didn't talk about him there, but, uh, um, but Jonathan Taylor's obviously on the list. And, you know, once he got going... You know, this is why we had him, you know, as, as our sort of top rookie sort of non-QB, right? It's kind of a toss-up between him him and CEH. But what a, what a performance from week 13 onwards. You know, this guy is going to be a dynasty star. Yeah, and we are going to almost revisit rookies from last year in a future episode. But uh, I think Taylor's now at the stage where he's in contention for RB3, RB4 in a startup. Yeah. Um, sure. I think outside of CMC, Barkley and Kamara, then it's very subjective um, who you would take after that. So, no, I think he came up clutch when it kind of mattered for a lot of managers. But uh, exciting to see him finding his feet. We did say that about rookies, though. I think it was just, you know, without training camp, they have to learn um, protection as well as sort of running the ball and it's you know, quite a hard uh, position to learn. Um, so, yep, congratulations to Alvin Kamara, RB bust of the year. Um, I'll go through the names and I'm, I'm going to pick first. I'm going to just say so it's a Corn Barkley, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Mark Ingram, and Joe Mixon. I uh, want to add one to that list, please. And that is yep. Zeke Elliott. Oh, yes, hmm. Ezekiel Elliott yeah. as well. Um, um, who my vote is going to. well I'm I'm gonna start I don't like to give I don't like to say the biggest bust for someone who was injured for like pretty much the whole season I think that's sort of unfortunate situation so I'm gonna say Joe Mixon on this because he started and wasn't very good and then he was injured and he looked like he's out for one week two weeks and he just ended up being out the rest of the season and I think I had Mixon in the league and he ended up being a real letdown so joe mixon would get my vote on that basis chiggs i'm i'm kind of with you like on that so saquon wouldn't be a bust for me obviously you took him with a high pick and redraft and obviously you've got high hopes in dynasty but 
I think when you have um, a player that gets injured right at the start of the season, there's obviously a lot of options still available on waivers. So ironically, I'd almost rather a player goes down early and I can then sort of have time to sort of pick up the best guys like a James Robinson or something. Yeah. As you say, mix and sort of rode your bench. You know, he, he was rubbish. Then he had that one massive game and and he kept holding on for the hope that he's going to come back. And I, I had him in a, in a league, in a redraft league and literally didn't play him all season. Had a few guys like that. But it's still Zeke for me. I know he still finishes an RB1. But it got to the point where I was I'd benched him in in the playoffs. You know I couldn't trust him, um, given you know. And I, don't, I think he played poorly as well. You know, like this, you know, if you look at his numbers from when he had uh, Dak under center, and maybe a couple of early games with Dalton, you know, he he wasn't getting into double digits. You know, so you know, if you make Dak go down, didn't he? Yeah, I mean that that whole that whole offense really sort. of, yeah, I mean the the Cowboys are a joke anyway, but yeah, I, I think it wasn't just Dak. I think Zeke played poorly as well. You know, he's fumbling the ball, and yeah, it's just you know, for for a guy you're taking in the first round and you can't even start him. You know, I'm starting Miles Gaskin and oh, JD McKissick or something in the in the playoffs ahead of him. Yeah, that 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 tells me, you know, that Zeke, Zeke for me is my bust. Sure. Um, Mo, who do you say is your RB bust of the year? See, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with Chigs on this as well. Um, just because of injury, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna not gonna give it to Saquon or Eckler or CMC or even Mixon for that matter. I think yes, he was disappointed because his maybe his extent of the injury was never disclosed or whatnot. But um, because of that, I'm, I'm just, I, I mean, I, I would, I think otherwise, I would go with Mixon. But uh, just because of injuries, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of that one. I'm gonna go with Zeke. Um, I mean, he was healthy all year, and he, I, I think he just he just performed very just terribly. So um, yeah, I'll go with Zeke. Yep, and Paul. Yeah, I'm with as well. I'm afraid. Okay, um, hard to argue with that. Uh, I think Zeke and Mixon are probably the most well known and um, various sort of players on this. So yep. RB bust of the year, Ezekiel Elliott. Next position. That's probably an attribute and honourable mention probably for Kenny and Drake as well in there. Mm, yeah, another yeah, guy who ended up just outside RB1, but I think he you know, didn't get anywhere near what you would have expected. So, right. Wide receivers. Um, so wide receiver of the year, the nominees are Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, and Justin Jefferson. Paul, I'll start with you this time. Well, that's quite a hard one, isn't it? <laughs> uh, oh, can you flick your screen back? Sorry, I was having... Oh, God, that's good. Oh, God, that, that is a hard one, because there really was some... I mean, yeah, Adam, Adams or Diggs, really. But, they, you know, they look at the quarterbacks they're playing for. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'd probably end up going Diggs. He he performed so much better this year compared to last year as well. It was such a marked improvement. Yeah, led, the, led the league in receiving yards and receptions. And you know that I think that's um, kind of says quite a lot actually. I'm so, with you. I would. I was having a hard time choosing particularly between these two. I know Justin Jefferson. You would have got quite late, and he was consistently good. 
um, contender for rookie of the year for sure. Uh, but I would I would give the nod to Diggs because you got him a lot later than you got Devonte Adams. But that said, Devonte three touchdowns in the playoff championship. Uh, you know, week sixteen. Yeah, so I know that. I mean, that was that that you know, it's hard to argue against that. But I'm I'm voting for Diggs. Let's see what the others say. Mo. You said that, but um, Stefan Diggs also had three touchdowns in the, in the championship week as well. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, it's just it was too late for me by that point in the league. Uh, I lost in. Um, so, Mo, who's your vote? Oh, Value-wise, I would go Diggs, but I'm going to go with Adams because Adams did put up the numbers he did, wide receiver one overall, in two less games. Yep. And because of that, I'm going to go with Adams. I'm, I'm with Mo on that. I, was, I love Stefan Diggs and for sure best value, well, you know, you know, relative to performance where he finished and then the value of the draft he took him at. And his consistency over the season was phenomenal. But yeah, Devontae Adams, as Mo said, right, still a wide receiver one, having played two games less. He missed weeks three and four and still finishes, you know, 30 odd points clear. Yep. And he actually got injured in the second game. Uh, like midway. So, yeah, I, I, just because of that. Uh, yeah. Absolute touchdown machine. Okay. Well, on, that, on the basis it's a split, uh, I will say, as a rule, if any of these players helped us or badly hindered us, then that's the tiebreaker. So, Mo, uh, as you had Adams and he won you a championship, Devontae Adams gets our wide receiver of the year. Let's go. Next. <laughs> Next award. That, that actually makes sense because guess what? I had Diggs as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you traded him to me. Oh, yeah, you're right. I did yeah. have Diggs and then I gave him away. Right? I had Diggs in multiple leagues. He was awesome. Oh, uh, that's actually a good point, isn't it? You, ironically, you traded away Devontae Adams, I mean, in uh, NFL Lads and you I ended did, up on Diggs off Paul. So you, end, yeah, so you basically gave away the championship winner. Um, although Diggs had a great game, but. Well, this is it. You know, that part of it didn't really play much of an impact. It was the fact that I lot, uh, Derek Henry let me down compared to what you would have expected, um, I think. Uh, wide receiver bust of the year. We have Mike Williams, Michael Thomas, AJ Green, Odell Beckham, Kenny Golladay, and Jerry Judy. Um, I will start with you, Mo, this time. Oh, um,. I didn't expect much for AJ Green. OBJ injury. I'm gonna knock him out. Same thing with Galladay. Can't really can't really comment on the injury ones. Thomas is probably he was injured, but he wasn't injured. He, I mean, I wish it, I wish they disclosed the injury, uh, the extent of his injury, a little sooner than later, because apparently he's getting surgery uh, to fix the tendons in his uh, in his ankle there. Because uh, of that, I'm gonna go with Thomas. Because of the non-disclosure, I guess um, he was probably everyone. He was probably t- number one wide receiver on everyone's board, and um, yeah, I mean he was pretty much out all all year, or he just 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 didn't play well when he was playing. And granted, that was because of an injury, uh, but I I just wish they just disclosed it a little, uh, uh, you know, just the word they're upfront about it, basically, at least to fantasy yeah. owners. I'm going to double down and say Michael Thomas. I didn't actually own him in any leagues, but it would have been painful for, you know, his bona fide first rounder, probably a top six pick in most dynasty leagues. Fifth, um, in, fifth in one of ours, uh, but I happened to get him in, thank you. <laughs> and, yes, it was painful. Well, I, I took him fifth in um, IDP in, in the start. And... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 
So I, I, you know, he had zero touchdowns across the whole season. So it's not even like he saved you with touchdowns like some players. So Michael Thomas for me, uh, Chiggs. What do you think of him for next year? I know it's a slight uh, diversion on topic, but well, is he going to still be there? Well, where, where, do, you, where do you think he's going to go next year? Will you still want him? Just cap issues will be the only issue with that. Yeah. Well, cap issues, Drew issues. He was rubbish all year issues. I, I, I don't personally see him leaving. Um, I think this is a window to buy low on Michael Thomas. I'm still a big fan. You know, he's still only 27, 28. So I think he's got a good few years ahead of him. Uh, the, the concern I have is who's going to be a quarterback. But even when Taysom played, he was still targeting Michael Thomas. It's just with Taysom on the center, the quality of the targets weren't as good as a breeze. Um, or breeze of the past, so yeah, I, I, think this is a, uh, I think there's no doubt he's going to be he's going to be uh, targeted wherever he goes. But will he be able to? Will he be able to get any, be any good? Will he perform? And and where do you reckon he'd he go? Yeah, I think in superflex startups, I can see him going at the back end or of the first or early second next year, which is quite a significant drop off in the early rounds. Yeah, being. Um, you know, you got a lot of those running backs who are going to jump him. I think someone like Jonathan Taylor's probably jumped him. I, you know, I reckon you still got the RBs like Kamara who go ahead of Michael Thomas in a startup. So I where, think that's... He, where do you think he sits in terms of wide receivers? You know, obviously Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, um, for sure ahead of him, DeAndre Hopkins. I'd say he's around the six or seven mark. Um, I worry right. about Hopkins um, with Kyler. Uh, I, I think we saw Kyler regress quite a bit towards the end. Um, as teams maybe started figuring them out, they double teamed Nuke a bit more. So I worry about the quality of the targets for Nuke. Not to say he's not still an incredible player, but for me, it's probably Adams wide receiver one. I would probably say... Tyreek Hill, wide receiver two. Then I'd say Metcalf. Then Diggs and then Jefferson. And then I think we're talking Hop, uh, Hopkins and Thomas. That's just my... Just thinking on the spot now. I know we're going to do an episode on the mock drafts and stuff like that. But uh, I think Adams is the wide receiver one um, for me. Who is your uh, vote for on wide receiver bus chicks? Um, definitely Michael Thomas and you know I'm going to go as far as to say for me he's the biggest bust of the season um, he you know the injury obviously he was injured all season and the, the lack of disclosure but even in the first game he, he was poor I think when he came back you know he played a couple of games okay he did alright but he still I don't think he was ever um, wide receiver one on any given week no that's what killed you yeah. yeah, and the fact is, you know, he missed weeks 15 and 16. So this is a guy you've taken as your first pick in, in redraft and, and in a lot of dynasty leagues as well. And, you know, he obviously hurt me not having him all season in IDP. Some I managed to make it to the championship game, but... You know. <laughs> oh, you can't keep dropping it in. Come on now. <laughs> no, it was... It's one, a, it's one time only. Well, no, that one's funny because he thought he's going to get pick two or three and he's got pick 11 now in the rookie. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one actually, yeah, he, Chiggs, I think, screwed me on that one too. I think when I was trading my third round pick, I had my pick and I had Chiggs' pick 
And I was like, oh, Chicks, Chicks, Chicks is probably get top four pick. And I traded his pick <laughs> over my pick. Um, I, I, I gave up. I gave up my pick, and I kept Chicks' pick. And, and actually, ironically, I now have your third round pick. So <laughs> the, the way but, that developed was just brilliant because Chiggs was like rebuild, rebuild, top three pick, top three pick, and it's like no, Chiggs, you're edging towards the playoffs, and every win you're like, God I damn, know. I don't want to win. If you look at like the, the you know we'll come into it obviously on the the rookie when we start talking about yeah you know, the rookie class coming in, but I think if you end up with a top top five or six pick in this year's rookie class. You're getting in like an absolute stud, you know, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, uh, Travis Etienne, you know, like, and obviously then the QBs at Lawrence and Fields, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I got the I got the fourth and the sixth overall pick, Chigs. If you want to trade, How, you got four. Oh, because you got um, Bucks as well. Yeah. Wow. So, Mo, are you going to round it off? Is it Michael Thomas for you as well? Oh, that's correct. Yep. Okay, Michael Thomas, wide receiver bust of the year. Um, next positional group, tight ends. Uh, tight end of the year, we have Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Logan Thomas, um, TJ Hawkinson, and Robert Tunyon. I'll go first, and as much as I'd like to give an honourable mention for Waller and Thomas for having incredible seasons, I think Travis Kelsey. Uh, it broke the all-time receiving record for um, tight end. If you're in a tight end premium league, he was just absolute money. Or in any league, he was absolute money. So for me, it's Kelsey. But as I said, Waller was fantastic. Logan Thomas was fantastic, considering he would have been a dart throw for many people. Um, so Kelsey for me. Paul? Yeah, same. Kelsey for sure. I mean, he was, he was getting 100 yards a game. Every like, game and the touchdown, he just did. yeah, he was phenomenal. Uh, Mo Kelsey, and um, I don't know if you knew this, but in our scoring system, he was the number one in the flex position. He outscored Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Devonta Adams, oh. Dalvin Cook. Aha, uh-huh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I suppose with the with the um, bonus for tight ends, which a lot of dynasty leagues have actually, um, yeah. that makes sense. I think even overall in the PPR, I think he was still like in a PPR league. I believe he was like top eleven or something. Yeah, I said Darren Waller was only thirty points behind. So considering the round differential, I think Waller came up money for you if you had him. Um, but yeah, yeah, Waller was great because uh, if you uh, looking for um, draft capital, yeah, value wise, so I have to give him honorable mention. The, the trouble with Darren Waller, um, if you look at, again, the consistency, right? Travis Kelsey, yeah. I think barring maybe one or two weeks where he was in, you know, single digits or low teens, every week he's putting up 25, 30 points. Um, Darren Waller was a bit more volatile. You know, he had that massive 50-odd point game. But he had, he had a sort of single-digit games as well. Um, but, you know, if you look at them, them two, their numbers... Um, in our scoring settings, Travis Kelsey with 381, Darren Waller with 345, and then Logan Thomas is third with 220. <laughs> Over such, such points. Yeah. Like, you know, you're basically looking at almost 10 points a game differential from those two players. Like, that, that's a difference maker, you know, if you had one of those two. 
I mean, in IDP, you know, I look, you can look back on the startup draft, and I think the most important move I made was trading up for Waller. Um, it seemed aggressive at the time, but the other other tight ends, you know, of note had gone, and I thought, right, I I just want Waller because then after that there's a drop off. But no, um, Kelsey. Um, so Kelsey is a tight end of the year, tight end bust of the year. Here's where it gets interesting. So we'll start with uh, Rob Gronkowski. Hunter Henry, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, and Austin Hooper. So, Chiggs. Um, I, I wouldn't consider Gronk to be a bust. You know, he was kind of some people taking a bit of a chance on him, probably as a second tight end in redrafts and stuff. And, he's like 75 years old. He'd just come back to play Brady again. And, yeah, he was, and actually, he had a, a reasonable season. I think he probably still, I mean, it's not saying much, but I think he probably finished as a low tight end one, maybe. Yeah, or, or close enough. All right, and uh, he, said he, wasn't, he wasn't going in the top 10. I think I've had waiver bets that he was, be out, he was a top 15. Yeah, you, I think you probably won that one. Um, it's yeah, Zach, Zach Ertz, definitely. You know, obviously, injury. Dallas Goddard's there. Carson Wentz has been poor. So, yeah, you know, Zach Ertz was still probably going as high end four or five in redrafts and maybe even startups. Yeah, in Dynasty, I think he was tired. Yeah, yeah. no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I, I think you know, the likes of um, Noah Fan, Mike Kosicki and stuff, definitely TJ Hawkinson, um, maybe even Robert Tunyon are probably all ahead of him now. You know, Guess I think that's in our Dynasty League. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mo, who's your vote for? Um, I was going to say Hooper, if anything. Uh, based on what people are drafting, I mean, he basically did nothing all year. Um, but you know, I'm I'm gonna kind of lean towards Kittle because even though he was injured, um, I'm, the reason I'm leaning towards Kittle now is because I think he's he's kind of got an injury concerned tag to him. And he was out last year for a good chunk of games. He was out this year, a good chunk of games. But I, and I think it's a style it's a style of play. Like he's such he's he's just a beast when he's on the field. But because because of his style, his aggressiveness and whatnot, I think he's more prone to injury. And um, for that reason, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go with Kittle on that end. If, if if it wasn't for injury though, then it'd be Hooper. But this is the funny thing with Kittle, right? Like he missed obviously a lot of time um, this season, but you know he obviously had that massive fifty point game. He still finished probably about uh, what was he 157 points on the year. Zach Ertz had less than 100 points. And they probably missed about the same amount of time. That's true. You know, like, as in Ertz was starting, as in he was available, and you just couldn't play him. It was a bit like the Zeke thing, right? Like, you just, you know, you, but at some point, you probably put him on waivers in redraft anyway and picked up a, you know, whoever, Jimmy Graham. <laughs> probably picking up no. Jimmy Graham and Eric Ebron right ahead of him. Yeah, you're right. I would start Ebron and stuff ahead of him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Whereas, I, at least with... He's a kid, or you know, if he if he's on the field, he's gonna he's gonna ball out. It's just the injury concern I get, as you say. I'm putting my vote for Zach Ertz as well. I had him, and when he's fit, you start him, and he let you down. And you think about starting him, and you just can't. And yeah, so Zach Ertz was a big disappointment. I thought, Paul. Okay, it's my vote. Okay, Zach Ertz is our tight end bust of the year. Now we're moving on to some IDP. Um, Start off with defensive linemen and appreciate there's a little bit of unfairness in this as some players 
have dual roles as D linemen or linebackers, but um, if they're eligible, they're eligible for voting. So I'll start with TJ Watt, DeForest Buckner, Zadarius Smith, Aaron Donald, and Miles Garrett. Um, as said, can be a bit unfair as TJ Watt can play in both places, but I think for me it was if you had TJ Watt and you could stick him in your defensive line position, he was just money for you all season. Tackles, sacks, you know, um, QB hits, all sorts. So TJ Watt gets my vote. Uh, Chiggs? Yeah, I think it's hard to argue with that. You know, he's obviously finished as a top top defensive lineman, obviously with a dual designation. So that's really, really valuable, giving you that flexibility as well. Um, I think DeForest Buckner was awesome, you know, especially for a tackle as well. You know, normally your sort of defensive lineman points are coming from your defensive ends and the sacks and stuff. And, you know, guys like Miles Garrett and, um, you know, Sidarius kind of Smith probably is an outside linebacker. But, yeah, TJ, TJ Watt. Mo? Um, I'm not really familiar with all the other defensive players, so I'm going to kind of be uh, going with the stats. So for that, for that, uh, for that reason, TJ Watt. Yep. Is it? Consensus, Paul? Yeah, I mean, it is. Because uh, you're right, based on him, I think it's really based on the dual designation, to be uh, to be honest on it. I think it was a, a Don, Aaron Donald was pretty phenomenal as well, really. Yeah. For a, a, a true D-line. I think for me, the reason, you know, having had issues even though I won the league I did have issues at defensive linemen I just couldn't find someone consistent to play I even traded away one of my linebackers who I think ended up being a, a, an LB1 <laughs> away for <laughs> oh yeah um, news might not have reached you yet but uh, uh, I'm out, of the, out of the wilderness over here so no he said having someone like TJ Watt would have just been so money um, so yeah TJ Watt DL of the year linebacker I think, um... I think there's, I've been, you know, just one honourable mention, a couple of honourable mentions. Um, Miles Garrett, I think, you know, for me, could actually be, maybe even now, the defensive line, you know, defensive line number one player taken in Dynasty. You know, he, he was actually awesome all season. Obviously, he missed a couple of games. I think if he had played in those, you know, he's probably finishing at number two overall. And Chase, um, Chase Young, great rookie season. Yeah. You know, Young everything. People kind of expected them coming out of college, so uh, completely agreed uh, with you. So the next award goes for the linebacker of the year. The nominees are Devin White, Roquan Smith, Zach Cunningham, Blake Martinez, and Joe Schobert. Paul, we've said you're our IDP whisperer, so I'll give you first vote here. Who's I'll, your linebacker I'll of the year? I'll probably Blake, but. I saw him play a lot more than I didn't. I don't actually know the stats on him, to be honest. Yeah, so in our scoring, Devin White finished as linebacker one, Roquan as two, Zach Cunningham as three, Blake as four, and Schobert as five. So it was all fairly close. I mean, Tampa had a good defense generally, but you know, I always, I always think playing for someone like the Giants, you should get a little bit more. <coughs> You get more chance to tackle, of course. Yep. Um, it, probably, it probably should be White. I'm yeah, I'm going with Devin White. It's, it's a very, very close toss-up between uh, Roquan Smith 
and Devin White. You know, I think they're both two of the best young linebackers in the league. Um, the reason White shades it for me is you know his performance when it mattered, weeks fifteen and sixteen. I think I looked. At, I think we were talking about it in one of our chats. You know, when he put up almost forty odd, uh, close to fifty points in week fifteen. Um, I think he had like a load of sacks and maybe a takeaway and stuff. But yeah, level of between the two, you know, it's yeah very close. But yeah, Devin White. Yeah, Devin White gets my vote, and he's kind of carried that form into the postseason. He was amazing he against the Saints, you know, with an interception, the QB hit, pressures, all sorts. So it was for me, it was between him and Roquan as well. Um, I thought Cunningham, Martinez, and Schobert were all fantastic. Cunningham probably gave you value for money in terms of where you drafted him compared to the others, but uh, Devin White gets my vote. And Mo, just to round it off. Devin White, I think, uh, like you said, um, uh, during the uh, last couple of weeks, based on his stats, uh, he put up solid numbers. And, uh, you know, if you had him in the championship, uh, he, he was going to get you the ship. Completely agree. Okay, so Devin White is our linebacker of the year. Next award is for DB of the year. We have Buda Baker. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name, but Olua Khan, uh, Jordan Poyer. Jeremy Chin and Jesse Bates. Um, Foyer Sade. I hope I've not butchered that. But Foyer Sade, Luacon <laughs> is the name. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Mo, who's, who's your <laughs> DJ? Yeah. I'm going to be a little biased over here, and I'm going with Jeremy Chin. Hometown favorite, Carolina Panther. Plus, he's a rookie. Put up great numbers. He was all over the field. You know, essentially played every single position on defense you could think of. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's more of a homer pick, but um, I think he's got a bright future. To be honest, I, you know, I know I traded him away to you, but for me, it's Jeremy Chin as well. Brilliant <laughs> performance as a rookie. He was just all over the field. You know, as you said, he played linebacker. He played DB. He started. He played on the on the lines, and he was just always on the field. Huh? And as a IDP player, that's what you want, is your players on the field regularly. So I'd say Chin gets my vote as well. Paul? Uh, yeah, Buddha, I was really, I'm really a big fan of Buddha, but I think Chin too. Okay, Chiggs? I'm going to be uh, go against the grain here and go with Boyo Oluwakon, my boy. I had him um, <laughs> pretty much league. Um, I'm in, in any every IDP league. I mean, I made sure I grabbed him. Uh, the value I was getting at him, you know, I think you probably picked him in the later rounds, maybe even claimed him off in waivers in some leagues. Um, you know, for a guy that they lost, um, who's the guy that went to the Cardinals? Um, I don't know, the, the guy, yeah, who went to the Cardinals, opened up a space and he stepped in and, and was awesome. You know, he's finished as the DB1. Um, he's obviously got a dual designation as well as linebacker. You know, I was starting him every week and, you know, Ironically, I think it was my IDP guys that kind of carried me, you know, so far because, you know, he finished number one. Um, linebacker Roquan Smith finished two overall. You know, I had sort of a couple of top top ten uh, defensive linemen. You know, so yeah, it's, it's got to be Fire Erlocon for me. No, that's fair enough. You drafted him in the thirty fourth round, so yeah, great value with that one. Um, but on the votes, the DB of the year goes to Jeremy Chin, rookie of the Carolina Panthers. 
Um, next award, IDP bust of the year. Uh, obviously, players with name cachet who were drafted fairly highly and probably let you down compared to expectations. So we have Corey Littleton, we have Khalil Mack, Devin Bush, um, Shaq Thompson, Daniil Hunter, and um, Miller as well. So uh, I'm going to start this off. And for me, it was Corey Littleton. I think I took him as one of the first five to six linebackers off the board. And he just disappointed. There were times when he, you know, he didn't get much game time. He got uh, most of the snaps went to Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, who was their free agent signing we covered. So I think con con considering the name cachet, I thought Littleton was uh, very disappointing. Uh, and I say that as an owner. Uh, Paul, who would you say was the IDP bust of the year? Mac was disappointing, I thought. Okay, for the name cachet. Yeah, absolutely. Just big contract, high expectations, and you know, didn't really come through, I don't think. Um, yep. Mo? Uh, I'm going to go with Littleton. Again, I think he was supposed to be the starting middle linebacker. You expect that position to put up a lot of points, and um, yeah, just uh, didn't produce there in in Vegas. Agreed. And Chiggs? Yeah, yeah definitely Corey Littleton. Um, I wasn't high on him coming into the season. You know, moving from the from the Rams to to Las Vegas, but even with the sort of depressed expectations, he underperformed that as well. Yeah, awful. Yeah, I thought he'd have starting middle linebacker gig, and yeah, he just didn't play well. So IDP bust of the year is Corey Littleton. Uh, we've got an award here for the biggest letdown non-injury. I feel like we may have covered this earlier anyway, but we have Henry Ruggs, AJ Green, Michael Thomas, Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, Jerry Judy, and Tyler Higby. And uh, Zeke Elliott. And Zeke <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Michael Thomas here. Uh, you know, you put an argument for him being the biggest bust in all fantasy, so I'm going to keep it brief and say Mike Thomas. Ziggs? Yeah, same. Yeah. Although, you know, toss up between him and Zeke, you know, both of them bums. Mo <laughs> Uh, now, now, are we are we considering him to be injured though, or no? Yeah, I, I suppose if it's non-injury, yeah, you can maybe take Michael Thomas. Okay, I'm going to go with Zeke for non-injury. Um, I would probably go with uh, Zeke or Love Bell for non-injury. Paul. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think Love Bell actually, just to make it hard for you to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we have two for Zeke, so we'll we'll give that one to uh, Zeke then. So Zeke, dual winner, RB bust of the year, and <laughs> biggest non-injury letdown of the I'll year. Tell you what, I don't know if I've run into him. <laughs> uh, okay, some uh, more positive awards then. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Um, we have Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson, James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, and Chase Claypool. Uh, tough one. This is it's a really tough one. hard one. That really <laughs> hard. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to be pretty super flex and non super flex. Um, but I, I think I think there's one easy one you can probably knock out of that, given the quality of the other guys, and that's Chase Claypool. Yeah. You know, as good as good as he was, he, you know, he's not even the best wide receiver on that list. Um, yeah, the others it gets very difficult. I'm going to give the nod to Justin Jefferson personally. 
Um, I thought he was just, you know, exceeded all expectations. Top five, top six, I think, receiver. I know Justin Herbert was clutch as well. Really good value in your super flex, but no, Justin Jefferson for me. Chiggs. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's tight between Herbert Jefferson and Taylor for me. I'm actually going to give it to Justin Herbert. And the reason being, you know, obviously how, as I say, the value you're getting from him in rookie drafts um, in dynasty leagues. You know, I think I took him at ninth overall, traded him to, to Chris for early second and Darius Geis. This guy now is going to be, um, you know, hopefully plug and play in your super flex for the next 10 or 10 odd years. You know, great arm. I think maybe the only slight worry is obviously the change in um, change in coaching there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think just the value in Superflex uh, for having a QB that good and hitting on him it is it's going to be Herbert. But yeah, Justin Jefferson, unbelievable rookie season, awesome. I've got to say Jefferson. I can't say Herbert because I'm pretty sure I sagged him off at the beginning of the season. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> say he was still shit. So, Mo, you have the deciding vote. Sorry. I'm, I'm actually going to just not go with any of those. I'm going to actually give it to Robinson. Um, okay. On a crappy team, he put up consistent, solid numbers every week. And he's he's a, he's a number seven overall running back. Jefferson was number seven over wide receiver. Um, but I, I, on, a consistency, on a consistency point, I think, you know, you, I like Robinson much better than Jefferson um, and Herbert, for that matter. And value-wise, I mean, he almost went... I think he went in the fifth round in a rookie draft. So maybe we just give out four awards, I guess, is what we're doing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the hardest one, isn't it? I think that's the hardest yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think this, you know, if, you, if you did a startup draft last year and you basically just went all in on this rookie class, <laughs> you, you're, you're absolutely laughing. <laughs> oh, it was a great class, yeah. So I think two... By I'll go on. I'll, I think I'll go on to Jefferson. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to give it to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Justin yeah. Jefferson is our offensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. Uh, we have Patrick Queen. We have Jeremy Chin again. Antoine Winfield Jr. And Chase Young. Paul as our IDP whisperer. Ooh, it's hard. Uh, I think Chin gets a, is a very valid point. Queen was good. And so is Young. All those three... Who's right? I couldn't see the last one he had. Who was the last one he had? Uh, Chase Young. Yeah, no, Chase Young, I liked. Um, Chase Young, Queen, and Chin, but I didn't see, didn't you? Uh, two? Uh, Winfield, cornerback uh, for Tampa. Yeah. I think Chin, again, is a very valid and worthy uh, winner, personally. Jeremy Chin, uh, Mo. <laughs> So I actually went all in in the rookie draft here, in, in the startup draft here with these rookies. I got three out of the four after the trade. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, but I'm going to go with cons- consistency, and that was Chin. Yeah, I thought Queen was great. I thought Chase Young was phenomenal. Winfield, but Jeremy Chin for me, defensive rookie of the year. Chiggs? Yeah, I'll go with that as well. Cool. We have consensus. Jeremy Chin is our defensive rookie of the year. Um, rookie bust of the year. Um, <laughs> I got two of the four of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mo. I wasn't deliberately uh, doing uh, this 
aiming at you, but we do have Henry Rocks, Jalen Rager, um, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, Brian Edwards, and Tua Tagovailoa as our rookie bust of the year. So, Mo, seeing as you've got skin in the game, as they say, Ooh. who is your rookie bust of the year? I almost want to say Ruggs and Rhaegar. Uh, oh, Rhaegar was injured. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take his name out. Plus, I don't know what was going on with that offense. Um, mine was going to be between Ruggs and Tua, uh, especially with all the whispers coming out of uh, Miami of how he may not be the guy there. Um, I, and because of that, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tua. Okay, I'm just. By the way, I'm just gonna tell you, you guys, are absolutely crazy uh, w- with this narrative, right? Uh, I, 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 I I agree with you there. I told I think I totally agree with you there. But like, it, like the guys had no off season. Like you know, the fact yeah, that I agree. People talk about him sitting his entire rookie year. Um, you know, he he came in when there were three and three, right? So Fitz isn't their long term guy. There's all this sort of talk in hindsight now in terms of, oh, they're all going for a playoff push. You know, I think we talked about it, right? They, they, they are, they're probably not ready yet for a playoff run. Uh, there were sort of dark horses for, you know, making a wildcard spot. And to be fair, they were three and three. Tua almost got them to the playoffs. And obviously that bad game against Buffalo is stuck in everyone's memories now. But... Um, yeah, but they were still 10-6, right? I mean, they deserve to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was, it was carried largely on their defence. Yeah, um, you know, so yeah, I mean, Tua for me is definitely not a bust. Um, you know, it's, I think it's too early to call it that. You know, for a guy that's, you know, talk, people talk about him to be the number one quarterback in this class before Burrow sort of blew up and um, Tua got injured. So, yeah, I, I've just honestly, I think I'm, I agree with you there. I think honestly, with all of those, I think it's too early to tell, except for maybe Vaughn. Yeah, and the, and the funny thing with Vaughn was, was it was it was one of those I think we talked about it before was you know it's a speculative pick you know with the the opportunity that was there and fair play to Ronald Jones he kind of did step up but you know that kind of almost gives me hope for Keyshawn Vaughn in that if Jones can be look like as bad as he did for the last couple of years and then actually finishes a probably an RB two well a high end RB two this year maybe mm-hmm. Vaughn's got something there and you're probably taking him late first early second along with all those other guys, but... Yeah, so maybe oh, yeah. you vote for Reagan. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to switch, I'm gonna switch, I'm gonna switch it to Vaughn, actually. Because I, I, I think Tua is a little too early. I'm going to go with Vaughn. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Vaughn, and that's because I obviously talked him up a bit on the off-season. Um, and he did absolutely nothing for anyone. At least, you know, Ruggs yeah, and Reagan sort of flashed stuff, right? So... I was low on Vaughn the whole time, um, so yeah, I'm not to yeah. that. For me, I think it's Henry Ruggs, uh, and the, my reasoning is, if you say from last year's uh, receivers that the um, Raiders had, and you say that they don't add anyone who um, really performs, so, you know, so Brian Edwards, they draft, and if you told me Edwards doesn't perform in any capacity, you'd think, oh, okay, then Ruggs must have been really good. But it wasn't. It was Nelson Aguilar, and it was um, you know some of their tight ends like Foster Moreau or um, other players who were there last year who sort of stood up. So I thought Ruggs was quite a disappointment. So he's going to get my nod. Um, Paul, 
I was torn between Rob Vaughan, Vaughan actually. Yeah, Vaughan. Okay, rookie bust of the year, Keyshawn Vaughan. Then um, best waiver pickup of the year: James Robinson, Chase Claypool, Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, or Mike Davis. Claypool was a pretty good pickup, wasn't he? Who was sorry? Yeah. Yeah, if you got him on your waivers, certainly. I think with Claypool, he oh, you down when you relied upon him. Yeah, exactly. He's, he was, you, you couldn't really rely on him, right? Like, it was spread around a bit. Mm. So, yeah, that was, was an easy James, one, right? James yeah, Robinson. James Robinson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I missed. I didn't see him on there. Okay, so we going consensus, James Robinson? Yeah, I think so. Yep. He was, all, okay. he was very good. I felt like this was the easiest one to vote on out of everything. Okay, we come to a final award. So we we have the fantasy MVP based on draft position. This one's quite a toughie for me. You have Aaron Rodgers, Justin Jefferson, David Montgomery, Darren Waller, Justin Herbert, or Logan Thomas. So who is our draft value MVP? I'll start for me, with I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, the guy now looks like he's a leg- you know legit wide receiver one in the upper echelon of you know top wide receivers. I think he had a record rookie year, and you were getting him. You know, I took him in um, the eleventh round in NFL lads, as a, in a keeper league. Yeah, but where when obviously. No, but this, but this is the thing, right? This is now someone, you know, this is where someone's keeping Alvin Kamara in the 15th and stuff. So everyone's values get pushed up. And I've still managed to pick up Jefferson in the 11th. And now I've got him there for the next three, four years. I think Rogers was still probably, within, you know, in redrafts and stuff, Rogers would have still been going, you know, as, as a QB1. Justin Jefferson's probably getting picked up off waivers by people, right? Yeah. I see the argument for. Both. Uh, Paul, who do you say was your MVP? Well, I would have said Rogers based on where he was picked. You know, highest point scorer and you still got him in the 10th. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going with Rogers as well because in a super flex, he was going around the fourth or fifth round, which, you know, now if you think about it, it's crazy. Um, so just on that, because I play more super flex, I'm going to give it to Rogers. But I do, I mean, all but very... Here's the thing with with um, with Rogers in Superflex, and I absolutely love him. And obviously, I don't want to talk his value down, but um, you know, he, he's he's never going to be much higher than you know the third round. I took him in the third round last year in a startup. I don't think his value is going to be that much higher, right? Because of his age. Whereas for me, like the reason I'll say Justin Jefferson is where you got him. This guy legitimately could be like a second round pick in a startup next year. Rogers will still be a third-round pick at best. I think you're right going forward. If you're looking at it sort of long-term, but for this year, I mean, you know, yeah, know, you at, I think yeah. if you look at MVP, it's, it's not for like, how will they be? It's how did they do? And yeah, 10, uh, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I, think, I, think, I think on that basis, yeah, Aaron Rodgers then actually MVP, right? You know, he, he would have won a lot of people championships. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, they both were in my IDP team. So, um, you know, <laughs> argument for both. Uh, Mo, uh, who do you say was your fantasy MVP? Yeah, same same, same uh, reasoning there. I think Dynasty, if you're looking at Dynasty purposes, I'd probably go Jefferson or Robinson or someone like that. But uh, pure MVP based on this season, uh, Rodgers, no questions. 
he's going to be the he should be the uh, the MVP of uh, the season as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he's going to get that, and uh, I'm hoping he makes a Super Bowl. I'd like to see Rodgers in the Super Bowl again. Um, but yeah. that was our last award, and I think quite fitting. Aaron Rodgers was our fantasy MVP for the 2020 season. So lots of exciting content coming up. We're going to be talking rookies for next year. We're going to be breaking down rookies from last year. We're going to be talking about lessons learned from IDP uh, League. For many of us, it was our first. So we've got a lot of interesting concepts coming up. But uh, Happy New Year again, everyone. And for now, that's me signing out. Paul? Good evening, all. Chicks? Giddy up. And Mo? Take care. <laughs>